Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mark and Zach, The Outsiders. I'm Zach, and I'm joined, as ever, by my cohort and friend in the flesh this week. We are together in the same room. It's Mark. Hi, Zach. Yes, we are. Where are we, Zach? So that's a very good question. We are actually in a very famous bookshop in London called Houseman's, which is described as a radical bookseller. And um, they very kindly allowed us to come in to record this week's special episode live from their basement. And we've walked through, I mean, it's, it's like a little maze of rooms, isn't it, that we've come through, full of books, beautiful books. It's a bit like something from a James Bond sketch or a, or a John le Carrie yeah. novel. We've literally gone from the main shop floor down a winding series of steps to another room where there's poetry and there's kids' books and there's uh, mythology, all kinds of things. And then they've taken us into another room, which is a kind of general canteen-type place, and into another room, yeah. which is where we're at now, which is the meeting room. And it is very, very MI5. It is very MI5. We are actually underground as we're recording this, and there is a rumble that you may be able to catch. And it's not Zach's tummy. It's not my tummy, no. It's the trains, it's the underground, because we're also very close to St Pancras and uh, King's, King's Cross. Cross yeah. So uh, that's where we are. Houseman's Bookshop um, have very kindly let us in to their, um, to their store. And um, we've actually reared, we found out that it's got quite an interesting history. Um, so we'll talk about that in a moment. First of all, why did we choose Houseman's Bookstore? Shall I tell them the story? I think you should, Zach. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Well, um, a few months ago, I was writing an article which I wanted to publish on mental health to Asylum magazine. And I um, contacted Asylum. They were interested in it in theory. Um, and then I thought I'd look up Asylum themselves and get a copy of the magazine so I can fit it to their style. I managed to find that you could buy a copy of their magazine at Houseman's Bookstore online or come to the store. And I noticed that they were called the Radical Bookseller. And I thought, hello, that sounds a bit outsider-ish to me. So I contacted them um, via email and have formed uh, you know, lovely, a lovely uh, email exchange with Christina, who works here in the shop. Um, she asked, she said, more than happy to, uh, to get us to come down here. And that's why we are here today, because we are in London. And what's more interesting, what's the first book that I found as we, or that you found, should yeah. I say, that when we arrived downstairs? It's only a book called The Outsider by Stephen King. Amazing. Yeah. So it was obviously a sign. And here we are. Anyway, Zach, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. Right. So um, why don't you tell us, Mark, the story, first of all, of how we got here today? <laughs> well, dear listener... There's me thinking that I've got a good sense of direction. We arrived at King's Cross together because this is the nearest area to the bookstore. And we said, well, where is the bookshop? So we went onto Google, the trusty Google map, and it said Caledonian Road. And I thought, right. So we hopped on the underground, got to Caledonian Road, and we walked. Miles. And we walked. <laughs> and we, we walked, walked quite a bit more. <laughs> we did. And as we were coming around the corner, Zach said to me, isn't that, isn't that some Pancras station? And I said, no, don't be silly. It looks like it could actually be a famous 
building. It could be at a museum or something. Yeah. We got a bit closer. We got a bit closer, and there, in front of our very eyes, was St Pancras Station. Which meant, dear listener, that we had walked in a circle for about four or five miles, I would have said. <laughs> yeah. It was a long walk down Caledonian Road. Is a very long road, I can tell you. We, uh, we, we exited the underground station at about number 500, and then we had to get to number five. So we've done a lovely circle, and we've taken some lovely photographs. So let's move in to... Which we will share with you. Which we will share, of <laughs> course. So this week, we are discussing books, and also we are we're discussing the importance as well of bookstores and libraries, um, because we've noticed, as we've been here today... We went to the British Library as well, didn't we? Um, how important Indeed. these buildings are for us. So, um, Mark, um, do you have a particular book uh, that you'd like to talk about or anything that you'd like to say um, to share your thoughts on books? Well, books and books, book places such as libraries and bookstores have always held appeal to me because, to be honest with you, that they're, that's where the magic exists. I mean, if you're a reader of books... And I used to love reading books from a very early age, actually, primarily, as I've said in many other podcasts, because I found refuge in my own space. Yeah. And like I'm sure many of the listeners can you know, relate to. And so stories were always something that would help me disappear into a, my own magic place. Um, but to answer your question, I think as I've grown older, I've become more and more attached or interested in history. And... With that, primarily into certain genres, uh, in this particular, in my particular case, thrillers and spy stroke crime stories, because I've got a strong sense of uh, the need for justice. Right. And this also is a byproduct of my father's childhood and his situation as a, as a, as a basically a victim of, of, of the war. Mm. So I was kind of, we had lots of stories about, you know, the periods uh, of immigrants coming over to the UK from, from Germany, for example, yeah. Austria and other parts of Europe. And so I was always kind of, I suppose, curious or mystified by that. And therefore, organically, I guess, I've started to lean towards that kind of genre of story. And right. that's the thing that I tend to reach for when I start to read a book. Because you've mentioned John Le Carre before, mm, having mm, been reading his books. Mm. Um, have you ever read any Ian Fleming or people? I'm not. Sort of so, I mean, Ian Fleming. I mean, like James Bond. I mean, I love obviously going to see James Bond films. I'm not that bothered because, to be honest with you, that really is really, really fictional. Yeah. Whereas, for example, John Le Carre, Robert Harris. I love Philip Kerr books. These are all you know heavily researched. Yeah. And therefore, there's a lot of you know, a lot of, sort of evidence and information that goes with it so it really does build a, a picture of of the story itself and the background and the context yeah so those are the things that i really love and i also enjoy listening to audio stories too. yeah yeah which is something i've never got into but I might, i'd like to get into audio stories i did read i've read the ipcrest files oh yeah then Data, yeah isn't yeah, it? yeah um and i love the film as well it's sort of an anti-james bond isn't it yeah, yeah, but I mean, the new one, they've done a new version of that's quite good as well. But, um, you know, these things I, I lean towards or I feel myself being pulled towards. Mm. But there is a key word in that. And I think, again, it's not just for the sake of the adventure. I have this sort of sense of justice. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I tend to find these books attractive. So, Zach, what about you? Yeah. Well, what about me? Indeed. Well, I... Um... <laughs> 
Well, I think um, it's important to um, choose a genre. You find a genre that you like, don't you, that, that connects with you. Um, I mean, I've, I used to work in a library. I've, I've tried all sorts of different styles of writing when it's come to choosing books. I tend to lean more towards the sort of fantasy science fiction mode of things. I mean, as a child, I grew up reading the 2000 AD comics, which sort of, uh, they, they were quite political in a way for children. For a, for a comic book, it was quite political. But also hugely imaginative and take you off on a, all sorts of different uh, imaginative journeys. And I really enjoyed that freedom, that um, creativity, um, as well as obviously seeing some brilliant artwork um, as I was doing it. Um, when it comes to, speaking of James Bond as well, though, when it comes to books, I've, I have all of the James Bond books, all of the Fleming ones. Years ago, I, I, had my, I had really old versions that were my aunties. And then when I split up with my wife and um, moved into a little flat, I got rid of everything, got rid of loads of stuff, one of which was my collection of James Bond books. Since then, since living in the house that we're living in now, being there for seven years, I've been trawling charity shops to get that collection back and I'm pleased to say I have got it. Actually funny you mentioned James Bond because for me the best James Bond books were actually not by Fleming but Sebastian Fultz yeah. was commissioned to write one and I really love his books. There's some good ones yeah. And his version of James Bond was was excellent Yeah, because he tends to really go in depth Yeah, and, and I enjoyed that. Um, so funny enough the concept of it is good, but I I do believe there's got to be some credibility to a story yes. or incredibility if you go down your path of sci-fi yeah. where it needs to be as incredible as possible. Yeah. But when you're talking about a, a period of time or historical, then it it, it has to have some yeah. kind of element of research and depth. Um, so yeah, that was interesting you mentioned about yeah, the James absolutely. Bond thing. It is about the um, what the books are important, aren't they? Because it's about freedom, it's about yeah. expression, yeah. And that's what we talk about in this podcast. And um, funnily enough, the, the bookstore that we've chosen, Housemans, which they very kindly brought us in, um, is a place of freedom and expression. It's got a, such a wonderful history, which we won't go fully in depth with uh, this week. But um, there was something, 1959, um, it became a sort of centre for radicals in a way, isn't yes. it? For, Meeting place. For, for people that felt outside, for outsiders, I guess, in totally, a Totally, yeah. Um, in, fact, in fact, when we spoke to the manager here, we said that we weren't really politically focused in our material, in our content. And she said, funny enough, what you're doing yourself is actually yeah. quite radical in itself. Yeah. Um, but what we, we decided to do, actually, rather than give you our own breakdown of the history, is we're going to put a link uh, to the, the, the store in, yeah. in, the, in the podcast so Absolutely. that you can go and have a look yourself. But we're at a very famous, famous store here. It's very famous. Um, and, um, yeah, it looks very iconic. So there's an oral history of the building. We will put the link on 5caliroad.org if you want to go after you've listened to the rest of this episode, of course. Um, but we are talking about freedom. Um, and um, part of our way of expressing ourselves as well is both of us write books as well, don't we? we um, we've leaned into all sorts of different uh, genres and, and ways of expressing our freedom. Obviously, Mark has got his very famous story, if you're a, a, an avid listener, of writing non-stop into a notebook 
um, while uh, while for one for a weekend, wasn't it, or something? A lot longer than that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but um, it's it's this is how we express our emotions. Last week we discussed journaling, didn't we? We um, did. I think I think also what's important in this when we talk about self-expression, which we covered in our last podcast, which is very central to the theme of what we're doing here, is the driver, the motivation to do it, not just for the sake of writing. I mean, some people, you know, need to write on a daily basis. And other people uh, like to do it as a hobby or yeah. as, a, as a, spare, a spare time thing. But, but the driving force, in my case, um, and Zach will explain his, is, is about connection. Um, relationships, connection within yourself. Mm. Um, and these are triggers. I mean, they're, they're as old as the hills, but we're all hit by them in a different way in our own lives. Yeah. So these are the things that drive me to write, and they've been in different genres, like yeah. poetry, children's books, short stories, songs. Um, so these things come out in different formats, but they have a central theme to them. And Zach, what's, what's been your driver uh, to communicate and to self-express? Yeah, I guess my driver has been um, the noise that's in my head has to find some sort of outlet. I've generally, I used to write scripts, a lot of scripts, um, and I've sort of found that I'm quite good at writing dialogue, I guess because, as we discussed last week, the personalities, I, I tend to tap into that sort of thing. So I can write quick, sharp dialogue. Um, and then I sort of expanded that into books, into being more creative, um, and I've written children's books um, as yourself poetry and um, fantasy little adventure novels um, which are a bit like I sort of likened them to the Twilight Zone episodes it's like having a half hour episode in a book form I was going to say one of the things the areas that does um, connect us centrally funnily enough and funnily enough is a good way of saying it, is humor yeah. actually because we both have a very similar idea of humor yeah um, actually, we, when, I think even from the moment we met, we connected even just by, you know, joking or whatever it happened to yeah. be or one-off comments. Um, so humour is also a very, very bonding. Um, and I find, I, in fact, I wrote a short story, which is a dark humour story. Um, so it doesn't, it's not really rigid. It's, it, it can be in all kinds of yeah. forms or formats. Yeah. It's just the need... To express. Yes. I think that's it. That's the important thing. And anyone who finds it difficult to express themselves, if you are feeling that you're cut off or you're disconnected from your family or from your friendship or from whatever, you know, if you're in a, in a group in, at work or something like that, it is a wonderful way of expressing yourself. And we have all sorts of different methods now that you can write a blog and share it if you want to. You could, I mean, lots of um, lots of people used to write diaries, didn't they? Yeah. Just express their thoughts in their diary just to keep... And to clear your mind as well. And it, it really does help to clear your mind. And it's important to allow space to, you know, you, you let stuff out to, in order, and then you will, if you pick up a book, you'll be learning stuff and taking stuff in. Absolutely. It's um, a two-way street. It's street. a flow, isn't it? And life is a flow. Yeah. yeah. Just the way we're taught that money flows, river flows, everything flows. Our thought processes and our patterns flow. But we have to get on that boat, so to speak, or yes. the paddle to get out there, otherwise we are locked in a metaphoric prison. Yeah. Um, of which we walk past on the Caledonian <laughs> yes. Road. Pentonville. Pentonville. <laughs> uh, we're in a very, very uh, salubrious area, that's for sure. Yeah. But 
Um, yeah, so you've got to, I mean, in, we're talking about ways. I think whatever format, uh, whatever it is, whether it's writing, painting, singing, yeah. whatever it is, if it's an expression that's within you, uh, you'll find the, the mode or the forum or the format that you feel best suited to. But you have to start. That's the thing. And that's one thing that we've said throughout this whole series. It's doing it, isn't it? It's yeah. actually do it. Give yourself permission to do it. Yeah, that's that's a very important thing. And of course, you're helped through that by places like this, by places like bookshops, by libraries that offer you... Um, a space to think, a space to learn new things as well, especially, you know, the British Library, huge place, wasn't it? <laughs> not, not, not too small, a massive, I mean, it's like a, a stadium in its own right, it's got about seven floors. Yeah, yeah. it was a bit bonkers. Um, but your local, little local library is such a mine of, it's not just about imagination, it's also about information, and it's it, about absolutely. learning and developing as a person. A space to go where you have many options, many choices, to look at, start with something, try it out, go for something else. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, the answer is not an immediate thing. Um, no. you, you stumble or you find, or by trying the one book and finding it very tough going or it just doesn't really connect with you, you might suddenly find that it's led you to another school of thought yes. and you can try something else. Absolutely. Um, and one thing I've learned with my mental health is because I find it very difficult to focus on a book when I'm feeling particularly fragile and, and down um, because the words all seem a bit of a jumble. It seems quite daunting to read a book. And I can understand why people don't do that or put off. But as we've said at the beginning, you have audio books, uh, which you, you connect with um, a lot. And I use, I, I read comics. You know, I'm, I'm a 40 something year old adult in a, well, it's meant to be an adult anyway, but um, but I still read comics because I it's it, it's the imagination. It's it's also a visual and lighter way of just keeping it going, to keeping it ticking yeah, but, along. But I mean, animation is very valid. I mean, yeah. I I actually went to see a film uh, just recently with a friend of mine about the Anne Frank Diary, which oh, was an yes. animated film, which was brilliantly done. Yeah. Um, I mean, so animation can be for adults, is obviously mostly mainly, or in the mainstream for children. Yeah. But we are, I mean, we're, it's, about, it's about expression. Yeah, it is. And we have to learn to, uh, to express ourselves in whichever format, you know, suits us. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. So dear listener, do, do try and express yourself. In, find, just try things out. That's the, uh, the beauty of having places like this that you can try different things to find the thing that fits with you and and what's more i think there's a certain element of catharsis in it that you can release things that are blocked within you uh, whether you're sort of feeling a little bit confused or frustrated or agitated um, and or frustrated or whatever it happens to be uh, if you can use the, the forum of books or expression or writing or singing or poetry or what, what, whatever it is as a way of expressing it um, from within, then that really does unlock the door. Yeah, it does. It does indeed. One thing I was going to say as well, actually, which I've, I've only just thought about um, today, have you noticed how bookshops like this one 
it's very peaceful and calm once you walk in. The, the, the road you're on might be busy, buses and cars and things, but actually bookshops are quite, it's almost like they, they are like the library, aren't they? You, everyone walks in and everyone's very quiet and you're just looking at things and you're finding things. And I felt it coming into this place actually today that it's just, it's all quite calm. And you don't see, I, I don't remember seeing any angry customers in a bookshop. I'm sure there has been. <laughs> But also, just thinking about it from it, because we look at sort of as, as ever, we look at we look at film, we look at music as forums as well as when uh, when we talk about our, our points, um, because we like we both like those particular genre, um, forms, music and art. But it, it's not by accident that, for example, the Beatles that were creating music, and I'm not sure whether it's Lennon or McCartney or both of them, actually had a, a leaning towards the written word. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in itself, that shows you there has to be a balance because yeah. whilst we might lean towards music as a, as a format, you have to be careful what you wish for. If you go down one path alone, it can yeah. kind of leave you unbalanced. Yeah. No, um, so, so books and words are important. Yeah, uh, they are. Their, lyric, their lyrics are very poetic, aren't they? Yeah. You could almost just read uh, the lyrics of Lennon and McCartney. Well, sort of well, now because they're, they're they're world famous. I mean, the point is that maybe in the fifties or sixties when they yeah. were starting out, whether you'd want to do that, I don't know. But uh, but the point is that the word was as important as the melody. So yeah. there has to be that sort yeah. of counterbalance. There is that balance. That's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. So I think um, we are at the end of our episode this week. A few things to touch on before we leave you, dear listener. Please head to our Facebook page, if you so wish. It's called... Hip Not To Be Square. Yes. Fantastic. And, believe it or not, we are in the midst of even working towards a T-shirt with it on. Oh. Yes. That, that's exciting news. Um, so uh, be sure to... So that I remember it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It will be written backwards, so you can just read it in the mirror. Um, so uh, check us out on Facebook. We are also on TikTok. We've been sharing a few videos this week. Uh, come and find us on TikTok. What's the name of the TikTok address? Is it just... Well, it's the TikTok at the outside. Is I mean, yeah. we'll put the links in on the podcast. For we will. And uh, check us out all over the place as well on our various social medias. Um, thank you to Housemans, to Christina at the Housemans. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Housemans. It was been, it's been a, it's, an education. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic And we will place. share some clips or some pictures for you on, um, on our Facebook page. Um, the other thing I wanted to just add before we vamoosh away from this <laughs> place is that next week... We will be um, holding our next interview with a very, very interesting person. I'm not going to give away too much information, but a life philosopher and somebody who has literally had an out-of-body experience that I know of yeah. and um, has seen a lot, uh, a lot of things in life. Um, and he definitely considers himself an outsider. So we will be interviewing uh, our friend, which will more information to follow next week. But in the meantime, we do hope that you've enjoyed this particular podcast. Um, and we'll be saying goodbye from uh, Houseman. So Goodbye. So it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from me. So we'll see you <laughs> next time. All the best. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.